listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. All open vacancies are now full. Yes, Dennis Allen in with the Saints and uh, the Houston Texans with a hire. AJ's going to have with his disdain. Some of you may or may not know, he had his press pass revoked when he was a member of the Houston media. You might say, well, what was he? Some bloggers? No, he was the <laughs> freaking programming director for ESPN Houston. <laughs> And they said, no, thank you. We don't need any of your press. I mean, how bad how bad did you have to be for that to happen? I don't know, but I can tell you. They when would, I say they bad, I mean harsh to the team. They wouldn't be giving it. They wouldn't give it back to me after this hire. I can tell you that. You, 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 <laughs> you, do, you do know this is it's like most local guys get crushed because they're such homers. And your point was, I'm going to do the complete opposite. I never got. I'm going to be so bad against my hometown team that they're going to revoke my press pass. When people would call me a homer on Twitter, literally all of my following would come after them. Are you insane? Like, (laughs) so in a way, it's a badge of honor. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll accept it. If like making the billion dollar business in your hometown mad at you, I mean, again, you know, a lot of people in Vegas. Rally against Dana White. Oh wait, no one does. Okay, it is. <laughs> I mean, why would you when he's got billions and he's spreading the money around? But again, we wouldn't. If you weren't like that, we wouldn't get you. Well, he appreciate because you'd probably be like you know, who knows? Like on TV every day. But I'd be another one of these guys. Say, Great hire by the Texans. Great hire. <laughs> we know that's not coming up. And some of that is why we're the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you, though. We appreciate the support so much. How can you support us? Eh, spread the word. Send me various foods. I'm fine with any of that. All right, but spreading the word's good enough. Tell your friends, and we'll keep working extra hard to make the show worthwhile for both sports fans and sports batters, and even those that are both. You know, a lot of a lot of people seem like they're both, but they're not. They're just batters, and I'm fine with that too. But I like the guys that have a heart when they bet. Especially if they're betting against me. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the strip. 66 degrees and neon is pumping. All right, RJ, in the last 24 hours, the last three coaching vacancies were filled. The Dolphins go outside the organization and hire 49ers OC Mike McDaniel. The All Texans right, so and States. One, let's go one at a time. Okay. Which I'm gonna, we're going to start with my first, and we're not going to try to be comprehensive about every angle on it. So. We'll just try to give one sentence. I'm going to start a new thing. One sentence takes or something. Where we just get the core point out, right? So the first one we were going through was Mike McDaniel, Dolphins uh, hire the 49ers offensive coordinator. My first thought is this: it's it can't be an upgrade, can it? I would say no. I mean, I mean, you are going offense from defense, so maybe if you feel like that was what you needed to prioritize. Except here's the thing about all this, because there has been a preponderance of offensive coaches hired. And the rationale is simple. 
is offense is the hot commodity in the NFL, coaching. Because why? Because it's easier to score than it is to defend. And that's being If you have an elite offense and a below average defense, you can be a top four team. You can be a Super Bowl winner. If you have an elite defense and a below average offense, you barely make the playoffs. I mean, you could just see it. I mean, think about the Steelers. Uh, last three years, really. Every year, this year, not quite as elite on defense, but even after the 11 game winning streak the year before to start the season, team ended up being what? Eighth, ninth, tenth best team in the league, maybe? Yeah. And that was an elite defense. So the theory is get a guy on the right side of the ball that's more important. But then there's another theory, which is if you have a hot OC, they get gobbled up year one. I mean, Joe Brady out of uh, Carolina is the exception, right? He went backwards, right? Which is interesting. I'd like to really understand what happened there. As in, I know there was a conflict with Carolina and Rule, but about running the ball, and Rule wanted to run more, and Brady didn't. But I don't. I would have thought he would have been in high demand as an OC somewhere. I would have thought so as well. So to be a quarterback coach, even though it's for the Bills, a very smart team, that is a. He was on. He would have been a top five head coaching prospect a year ago. There were people when he got hired to be the OC in Carolina from the the LSU Tigers that thought he could have gotten a, a head coaching job straight out of LSU for that, Ooh. which would have been a big jump. Yeah, but too big. Yeah, that but there was well, a college head coaching job. Sorry. Was, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that, college head coaching. Job. Oh, I think for sure, right? Because I mean. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Being an OC in the NFL is better than probably – that's an interesting question. How many college jobs, head coaching jobs, are better than being an OC in the NFL? I'm thinking less than 50. I'd say probably 50 is the number that came in my head. So yeah. And I'm not talking pure money here as much as you know status. Because if you think about it – An ability to grow your, your brand, like to become a bigger commodity and go up to the next level. Yeah, because that's an interesting question. Like the University of Houston right now, where would you say they're what? About 50? They're about 50, yeah. Okay. What's the head coach get there, you know? I don't know off the top of my head Because I know, the, uh, I know the OCs are making like $2 million. I think the average OC makes a little less than $2 million a year in the NFL. So I'm thinking Houston's head coach makes more than Dana that. Holgerson makes about 3.6 a year. Okay, so that's interesting. Maybe it's more towards 75 then, if we're talking pure money. But the theory is the OC job in the NFL or DC gets you a chance to be a head coach and that's with you know big money. I don't know. But either way, is Brady was hot, hot, hot. Now he's not, not, not. I don't know what it's about. We'll find out with the reporting, I'm sure. We're straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. And the theory is, 
if the OC gets gobbled up, now you got to do it again. You got to figure out the next right. guy. To, but if you have, let's say, Shanahan as the OC for San Fran, then it, who's effectively the OC? The guy who's running your offense is your head coach. And it can be a quarterback coach, effectively, who's the OC. That's what he's doing. Even and that's assuming the head coach isn't really mentoring the quarterback, which happens sometimes. And that's what's fascinating. A lot of these hires are have been from the Andy Reid tree. Right, Peterson, who's mm-hmm. now swung back around, and uh, Nagy at Chicago, is they weren't playing, calling plays. So it's like if you're hiring someone because they're so good as a coordinator, but they're not really a coordinator. What sense does that make? And I would make the case here at San Fran, and we'll go to our resident expert on the 49ers, cousin of Kyle Shanahan. Yes, Mackenzie Rivers. Mr. I'm thinking about calling him Mr. Mackenzie Rivers because his first name is M and his last name is R. Mr. Oh. You get it? Yeah, I get that. Uh-huh. And then he can sign he could have a logo with just an MR. Like kind of like the TB12 thing, but his is just MR and then yeah, off of TB off of the R. Stand for anything by itself. Off of the R you could make like a stream that looks like a river. Okay, okay. But let's go back to your thought of TV 12. You see what I did? I just meant the logo. Like how he's oh, got the, the logo. Yeah. You mean any initials? In the, yeah. Okay. That's AJ Hoffman getting back from his three day weekend. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Mackenzie, MR, what are we thinking when it comes to the responsibilities of the former OC? He did not call plays with the 49ers. In fact, it was only the last year that he was the offensive coordinator. Before that, he was a run game coordinator. That's really his calling card. Unique. You know, creative running plays, which we saw throughout his time yeah, with the but 49ers. He, but, that, but I mean, let's be honest, that's coming from the Shanahan system. I mean, is he truly innovating things in the run game that Shanahan didn't teach him? No, and he's been with Shanahan, not even Kyle. Mike Shanahan hired him as an intern in 2005. All right, let's use the name, please. Mike McDaniel was hired as a ball boy for the Broncos and was an intern wait, for wait, them back in 2005. You were a ball boy with the Broncos. He was. He was the no, class I'm saying you me. were. Exactly. Are, are you hearing me right now? One, two, one, two. Are you hearing me? Yes, he's it, also an alum of the ball boy Broncos. Were you there at the same time? Yes, but he was an intern by that point. Did, did this make you feel really bad? It's funny because he went to Yale, too. Wait and a minute. And he's making millions. Wait a minute. Wait now he's a making minute. millions. And I bet he can hear the questions being asked. I'm, I'm guessing if he was ever asked on air, what do you think? Yes. Yes. His verbal quality is amazing. <laughs> he also worked. He I, he worked in Houston for a while with the Texans under Kubiak, which is basically did working you, under Mike you, Shanahan. Did you make him angry too? I did not make him angry. Okay. No. Was that a choice or just randomly? Uh, I think at the time he like. No one ever made fun of offensive assistants on the air. It was everything got blamed on Gary Kubiak. So it was. So you figure the guy that it's the Kubiak system that some call it. You said I got to make fun of that yes. guy. That a whole yeah, yeah. like a third of the NFL was running his system. Right. Yeah. He deserves screw. Kubiak system, which is basically the Shanahan system. It just goes down the line. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Okay, so what we've learned so far is our producer, we'll call it, Mackenzie Rivers went to Yale and Mike McDaniel went to Yale. Yes, one is more successful was, now than the was, other. He was a ball boy at the same time, within a couple of years of McKenzie 
Rivers. And now, how much is he making, McDaniel, at Miami? I'm assuming, what, five mil probably? I guess. Yeah. You, you, do, you, do you feel like you maybe, like, at that point where you guys both were in the same position in life, he just took it more serious than you? He, he had something that I didn't. Let's call it heart. Okay. <laughs> okay. He actually is now making 142 times more a year than McKenna. <laughs> oh, that's a strong number. <laughs> so that means in two days, he makes as much as you, McKenzie, in a year. That seems about right. But I think you're getting a raise. I think a good 5% at some point. Yes. <laughs> so those those calculations <laughs> they'll be reset. Yeah, you need to be you know, just check back in every quarter. We'll give you an update. Yeah, salary's not known for Mike McDaniel, so know, we have to guesstimate. But you know the thing is, giving McKenzie some credit. He's worked his way up. We kind of had the Belichacki and hey, when you walk in the door, you better be ready to sleep on a cot kind of thing. And most people don't make it past that stage, but ones that do, we try to, you know, really reward. And he's, you know, he sells picks now. He's a premium content provider. And let me tell you that, uh, seriously, another nice revenue stream. So we'll say from your base, because you're doing a lot better than that. But I like to make it seem like I'm cheap because I'm not. I'm, I call it frugal. <laughs> we're straight out of Vegas. Okay, go ahead. The other two, the other two jobs that were filled hired from within uh, the Texans promoting. All right, go ahead. Uh, defensive coordinator Lovey Smith. Let's talk about that. One. Okay. So just to wrap up the uh, the OC stuff is it's weird to me to hire OCs that don't have the responsibilities of OCs. If McDaniel was the run game coordinator 14 months ago, who are you hiring? The run game coordinator. There's a lot of people who Eric Bieniemy last year was obviously a hot name, and then the the argument against Eric Bieniemy was, well, Eric Bieniemy's not running an Eric Bieniemy offense. He, Andy Reid is in charge of that offense. Well, you know so people are screaming right now. Oh, of course, but which is it, what it, it, that Eric Bieniemy's black. They don't want to hire a black guy. Or compared to, and obviously a part of the narrative here, or at least the discussion, is that. But I think it's the fact that Peterson. Right, hired by the Eagles wasn't calling plays, right? Right. And and Nagy wasn't calling plays. So if the two white guys that get hired with under Andy Reid for not calling play, but not calling plays, why would it be a problem for Bianami? Right. Right. So I I think that there seems to be, and I don't want to repeat. You know, to me, to say something as if it's true, if it's a rumor, is bad. But to ignore rumors when you can make it clear it's a rumor isn't good, right? I think we, you know, this we have adults listening, right? Is if we say the the scuttlebutt is that Bianami, there's something else there. If it's interviewing bad, if it's whatever, it, it seems incongruent. It doesn't make a ton of sense that the trouble he's had taking that next step. I'm not saying it's justified, meaning I'm not saying the team's not hiring him or right not to, but I'm saying there is a sense, and I'm guessing you've caught this, where there's kind of like, I w- I, there are whispers so low, you don't even hear the details, but there are whispers about him in the media. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. Okay, so as we finish up, the whole idea of the OC, there's a flip side to that, which is, the OCs are in demand right now, which means there could be a market inefficiency that there's elite coaches on the defensive side. So right now, if you're picking an OC to be your head coach, you might get the fourth best OC, at least as it's perceived by the market. If you're picking a defensive guy, you might be getting the first best. So 
let's agree, all things equal, maybe the OC is the better choice, but is it better to take the fifth OC or the first DC? It's an interesting thing, and this is what Billy Bean did with Moneyball, finding out what everyone cared about, and then finding things that matter that people don't care enough about. Yeah, and six of the nine head coach hirings were offensive coaching hires, but I do think that it depends on where you're at you know, with your roster. The, one, the most confusing one to me was the Bears hiring a defensive guy to be their head coach when they've got a young quarterback that they're looking to groom. You'd think you'd want to throw all your assets into grooming Justin Fields because yeah. if you don't you're never going anywhere anyway. But you know you know there's a, there's also that uh Wade Phillips approach where the Rams hired a young offensive minded head coach and then they said okay senior former head coach that can run the defense you run that side of the ball give him a couple of years to learn how to be a coach and then at a certain point Wait, Mr. Phillips, thank you for your time. And then bringing in the young guy, who's Staley. Obviously, it was a good hire because he was gone in a year. And that, that was an example of a defensive star getting snapped sure. up. You had a comment, though, about uh, specifically the Dolphins. Yeah, hire. Mike McDaniel, one thing that, that a lot of people haven't discussed openly, but because there's some controversy about it, but Mike McDaniel identifies as a, a biracial man. So, he is a person of color. So, there's a controversy. What's that? Well, there were some people saying, well, he's not a black guy. Okay. And, and, he, and they were be saying that they would be saying that about McKenzie. About well, no, 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 no. Being biracial, like Barack Obama is biracial by by his identification. Yeah. By I think by logic, is are people saying there wasn't a black president? That, I think mean, what I'm saying is that I mean maybe crazy people. But I think I mean, that would be a controversial thing to say if you said it. To, to say that, that if, it, to say there wasn't one. Okay, yeah. Well, I think it would be beyond. I mean, it's like saying there's uh, the world is flat. I mean, is that yes. controversial or is that just wrong? It's just wrong. Okay, I mean, because I believe. I mean, listen, I love edgy theories. I'm not saying conspiracy, but I like people that buck convention. But even you believe the world is round. Well, listen, I can't see over the horizon. Right? <laughs> I could even with a telescope. So what's causing that? I'm just using logic. That's right. Mackenzie, what's your take on this uh, situation with the controversy, as our uh, Houston representative AJ calls it? It's an interesting cross-section of racial dynamics in America. Mike McDaniel looks... Can can we record that? And then just whenever I ask you a question, we'll make that the answer? (laughs) Mike McDaniel looks a lot like my brother, who has the same dad and mom as I do. It just... Shuffle of the cards. He came out a lot lighter than I did. Mike McDaniel's dad is black. He's black in my book. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, what I'm saying is, I can't imagine what would be the counter to that, right? Because if it was pure aesthetics, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's very rare for someone to say, "Well, you look white. You are white." But that's what's happening tacitly here. Dead's been writing a huge thousand-word article without actually asking the man or looking well, at his Well, first off, is a thousand words huge? That's two pages. <laughs> in my generation, yeah, it's, it's a minute. <laughs> I mean, when, in fourth grade, when you got an assignment to write a thousand words, maybe it was huge. I, I don't think for a professional writer. <laughs> but again, I'm not sure Deadspin has professional writers. So, I mean, we'll just you know leave it at that. 